0: Misfits in the Book of Mormon is now available on Amazon.com. Who were some of these misfits in the Book of Mormon? And what can we learn from them about belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? And how can we feel a stronger sense of belonging with Christ? You can find out more... By reading Misfits in the Book of Mormon, now available on Amazon.com. You could also check out my other books, including O oh Lord, My God, The Jesus You Need to Know, The Prodigal Son, and I Survived Now What Finding Meaning from Loss. Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Jerry Cook. I hope that you're having a good day and that it's only going to get better. So last episode was very um, emotional for me for a lot of different ways. I just, I just see so many people who either leave the church or people who are struggling with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Because either they don't feel like they belong or they don't feel like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is, is a belonging place for other people. And um, I talked a lot about the importance of for ourselves to root our testimonies and what President Nelson counseled us to do. in knowing that we are children of God and that we, we belong to God because he created us. At the same time, even though we belong to God, he has given us agency where we can in large part determine or at least decide whether or not we want to belong with God. And um, you know, sometimes we have to really make those choices between feeling accepted or that we belong in the world or if we want to belong with God and to do the things that are pleasing and accepting to him. And I know that's not always an easy decision. At the same time, one of the things that I wish I would have said is that we extend that same opportunity to other people as well. You know, instead of seeing people as their disease or their illness or their disability or their the thing that you know they did wrong, basically, uh, you know, that person with, with cancer or that person... Uh, who struggles with anxiety, sitting in the back row all by themselves. You know, that's, if we define people by their limitation or their hardship, then I worry that we're not really seeing people the way that our Savior would see them. And so let's just remember to see other people first and foremost as children of a loving Father in heaven. And yes, we could stand up for what's right, while at the same time, um, you know, showing showing people that we could be disciples of Christ by loving all people. Okay, so I'm going to take a little bit different path today and share a quick principle that I learned in, in my research when I was investigating the effects and how to heal from trauma. And just a quick caveat here that this does not substitute as therapy or medical advice. This is just something that I found that worked for individuals who, um, you know, who I researched. So I hope that it helps you, but if it's something that doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that you're not broken. I mean, it doesn't mean that you aren't broken. It doesn't mean that you're bad or evil or wrong or anything. It just means that there's other other tools out there. Also, if anywhere in the process, if you find yourself getting you know, if, if this brings up more trauma, then this is not the activity for you. Go ahead and turn it off. And, um, you know, please, please seek out professional advice if that's the case for you. I know I know for myself that I've experienced that sometimes as well. Okay. So the first thing to recognize is to identify our loss. The, uh, the second thing is to recognize how it affects us. And then the third thing is to use our wildest imaginations to think of what's the best thing I can do or be because of the things that I've experienced. Or in, in other words, what is something that I could uniquely do or be in a positive way because of the negative things that I've experienced in my life? A while ago I had an individual in a wheelchair come into my office. I had never met him before and we introduced ourselves and he realized that I had written a book. He he was actually he came to me and he he says, "Are you the one who wrote I Survived Now What?" And I said that I had and he kind of laughed a little bit and he motioned to his wheelchair and he said, "Well, I survived now what?" And he was very curious about what the about the book what was in the book what were some of the, the ideas in the book and I shared it with him that I had inve- I had researched and interviewed a lot of different people who had experienced different forms of trauma to uh, f- from abusive relationships to um to going to jail to having their children bullied to uh, the loss of a loved one to um to the loss of health, to dealing with anxiety, depression. So there's a very wide, wide range there. What, what we did is we used the principles in the book just as a hypothetical example. And he, he was curious about how it worked. And so this is the, the activity that I did with him as well. And he identified his loss or his trauma as his accident and he said that it was because he was he did not wear his helmet. And then the next step is identify the effect or results of that traumatic event or experience. And you know, some of the things were pretty obvious, loss of mobility, uh, the loss of independence. And he shared a few other things as well. and And then I asked him, oh, okay, so the third thing is to identify something to use your imagination and think of the wildest or awesomest, if you will, thing that you can do or be because of the the difficulties that you've experienced. And, you know, he thought about that for a while, understandably. I mean, a lot of times the, the trauma we feel defines us and limits us in a lot of lot of different ways and so thinking about it in that context isn't always an easy thing to do for a lot of people but uh one of the things that that came up was perhaps he could go around and tell people not only his story about but about also how important it was to wear helmets and how many lives he could save and um you know i was very curious in in that conversation i thought about it and i said well i you know i could i could never do that i don't have i don't have that powerful story to tell other people but but you do and um so that's something that you could uniquely do that you're more uniquely qualified to do than than I would ever be able to do because of the things that that you went through, that you could actually save lives in, in that process. Now, I wasn't trying to tell him what to do. I wasn't even trying to tell him what the meaning of it was, but that was just kind of a hypothetical example. And just as a reminder that if you're going through this activity or exercise, that if you do feel those strong emotions again things that are difficult to handle I encourage you just to to stop and to um, you know to, to seek out professional counselor advice this activity does not in any way substitute for therapy or medical advice I'm grateful that it's helped a lot of people but not everyone connects to that activity and that's okay that there are a lot of other resources but it's just one that I thought I might share with you, if you're interested in this and other principles that were found from that research in the book, I Survive. Now, what? I'll go ahead and put the link to my book in the show notes. Just realize that it's somewhat of a a cross or a hybrid between an academic, you know, a research book as well as a self-help type of book, and uh, the focus wasn't really on religion. But I think that you'll see a lot of lot of themes that um, you know could could definitely play into that. And someday I might actually write a book that uh, includes more about religion in that process as well. So whatever you're going through or whatever you've gone through, I want you to know that God has a purpose for you. I don't say that lightly because there's been. A lot of times where I have questioned what the purpose was for me, and I don't I haven't always gotten the answer. God doesn't usually tell me why, and he doesn't usually tell most people why we have to go through it, but a lot of times he does tell us what we could do next. I promise that there is a plan that there is a purpose, and that there is a love for you and and all of us, that we cannot even possibly imagine, that we can't even, can't even fathom right now. I know, I know that we're loved by a Father in heaven. I know that we're loved by a wonderful Savior, that we belong to them. And it's my hope and my desire that each of us will recognize the worth of our soul is great to our father in heaven and that we'll do what we need to do and um you know that's that's accept our savior jesus christ and to accept his words and to accept his his plan and to bend our will to his i hope that was helpful and i hope that you have a good day take care bye -bye.